0: Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. We're going to be going into a topic that I think everybody always wants to know. Right, it's like one of those
1: questions. You know how you ask your phone all these questions, like take me to a location or what's the best restaurant in Pittsburgh. Like you just want to ask, what is my purpose?
0: You know. Yeah, so. and so we're going to be talking about how how to discover your purpose. I'm with you know the all wise one on that. And um, last night when I was thinking in service, <clears throat> you know something that that Pastor Joey and I could do that just kept coming up in my spirit was was speaking on how to discover your purpose, because now more than ever, we need to know what God has created us for and what God has called us to do. You know, we don't, the, the way things are going in the world, no one has to be nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, God's protected us um, as a child of God. You know, I know we're set up uh, for victory, but I do know that Time is coming to an end. I do know that that feel that Jesus is returning soon. And so we do have a, we don't have years to figure out, you know, what God's called us to do, what our gifts are, what our talents, what our purpose is. So I know that today is going to be really, really um, helpful and encouraging to you to even step out. You know, there might be something by the end of this broadcast that God's been dealing with you on to just do. And I know that by faith, you'll take those action steps. But like I said, make sure you share the broadcast. Uh, we're happy that you're here with us on Friday morning. Right. We've had a wonderful week of services here. It went on an extra two nights. And man, the first night of Extension last was last night. And we were here for over five hours. Just a tangible presence Holy of God in this cow. place.
1: Like, uh, just the peace of God. It was so beautiful. At the it end was. of service, we saw families gathering Uh, Together and just praying together. There was just like a holy hush over the whole place. And I completely agree with you. You know, God's doing expedited work. We've seen children and youth uh, on fire at this revival and receiving prophetic words of what uh, God's going to use them in. And that's not uh, for 20 years down the road. That's like a now word uh, that God is doing something. And I was thinking, even as evangelist Ted was talking about end times last night if you missed it go ahead and re-watch it it was uh, no more games and talking about you know this is the hour uh, in which you were created to live in uh, for your generation and and I was thinking about how a lot of people especially women or moms can get in fear about that like oh you know right but, but really whatever God has called you to he's equipped you to face and I think in the Proverbs 31 woman where it said she laughed without fear of the future so you could look straight in the future and say, whatever, whatever the future holds, I don't have to be afraid. I know I'm fully equipped. I'm called. I was born into the earth for such a time as this, uh, for this
0: generation. Yeah. And that's what I always tell moms too, who question, like, should I have kids now? Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't be fearful to have children in this day and age. They are going to be protected. They're just more warriors on earth. They're Mm -hmm. more, um, giant killers that you're going to, you know, that's how you have to look at it. Like, I'm birthing a giant killer. I'm birthing someone that I'm going to raise in the things of God who's going to win more people. And we have a work to do until until the Lord returns. And so today we're going to be talking about how to discover, how to find your purpose because God has something for you. It says in Psalm 57 too, I cry out to God most high to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. Right. So everybody has a purpose and God is waiting for it to be fulfilled. We have to take action steps and figuring out, you know, what God has for you. You can't just wander around. That that's not what we're called to do on earth. He says in James 1 5, if anyone who needs wisdom, who needs an answer, what do we have to do? We have to ask. He's not gonna rebuke you for asking. He's sitting there like, you know, like this, like waiting. I want my kids to ask what their next step is. I want them to call out in prayer. You know, all throughout the Bible it says, when you pray, I will answer. So he's ready to give you the direction that he has for your life and what he's built inside of you. Everyone's different. And that's, that's another thing when we talk about purpose is, like, you know, staying in your lane and knowing that's for you. Sometimes we can jump out of that because we see someone else's purpose or what someone else is doing, and, you know, we could get discouraged about it. But there's an exact gift and talent and purpose that God's placed inside each and every person that he's created. And then when we get saved and become a child of God, it's then an activation mode. That's so right. And you have to first believe that, that God
1: has a purpose for you. You know, I love uh, Proverbs uh, 19, 21. It says, Many are the plans in a man of man's heart, but it's the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And another uh, proverb talks about that God has put a purpose in you, and a man of understanding begins to draw out that purpose. And really, once you get saved, that's what you say. Yep. Uh, like John 17:4 talks about. Uh, Jesus is actually talking, and he's saying. God, I glorified you on earth by accomplishing every assignment that you had for me. And understanding that that's what your purpose is connected to, that there is a reason that you were born into this generation that only you were created for. And when you start to understand that, you start to own it. You start to feel a conviction about it. Uh, I remember uh, talking to you just to, even about staying in your lanes and where we came from. And, and you know, one of the things that you and I always... Uh, talked about was there's so many people already doing what, some sort, some expression of what we feel called to do. Oh, do we need another blog? Do we need another devotion? Do we need another Another Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But really it comes through, uh, the, the, filter of your contribution of how God right. made you that there's people here that you reach that I will never reach there's people that you have been called to reach that Billy Graham even though he's gone his and as wonderful as his ministry was right won't reach because right. you were put on planet Earth for this time to accomplish something in your generation and it starts with having an awareness having a, a conviction and, and a passion about that saying God it doesn't matter what it looks like you know I love I love the parable of the talents because we are so good at saying what God has given me isn't as valuable as what he's given somebody else. And then so it's easy for us to say, does God really need me? Right. But the parable of the talents in the book of Matthew talks about to each one was given a measure. And their, their responsibility was to multiply that measure for the kingdom of God, and that means that God is holding me accountable to the plan that he has for my life. I'm not going to be held accountable to the plan that he has for your life, Carolyn, or, or, or for Reinhard Bonnke's life. He's, I'm not going to get to heaven. He's not going to say, well, you didn't win uh, billions of people in crusades. And I'm oh, God, you know. Uh, but I did the very best, you know. So it's about, it's about really fulfilling and starting to walk in the purpose that God has called us
0: to. Absolutely. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about was listening to your gifts. Um, In 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11, it says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have a gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and amen. So I want you to uh, write this down and put it in the comment section and write gifts, are road signs to where God is directing me. Gifts are road signs to where God is directing me. You know, I had this question in the car maybe a couple months ago and it was it really, you know, I never ever saw myself standing in the fivefold ministry gift. I never saw myself doing anything that I'm doing now. I mean, not not going to church, but speaking that was, that was a, you know, like my husband said the other day, people would rather die than public speak. That's like a number one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was like fear. a statistic. It was yeah. a number one fear. You know, they're, they're more scared of public speaking than they are of death, <laughs> which is crazy. But that's, that's just how it is. And then social media has completely, you know, changed that with people because everyone can hide behind something. Yeah, and right. nobody knows to just speak in front of an actual human being. And so I never saw myself doing that. But when I got this question from my daughter, we were driving home from church, and she goes, Mom, you know, like out of nowhere, she was like, how did you know that you were going to do what you're doing now? And I was like, oh, my gosh, like that's a loaded question as I'm driving home because I never saw myself doing this. But then I started thinking about it. The gifts that he put in my life at a young age and things that I wanted to do now, it really is what I'm doing, but I didn't see it then. So, I but what got me there was action steps of being led by the Holy Spirit, taking turns and directions that I was like, "Is this, you know, this is a huge step of faith?" But obviously, that's the leading of the Spirit. You know, I used to I used to tell the guidance counselor, "You know, I really," I laugh now because I'm like, I used to say, "You know, what do you, what kind of job do you want to do?" And I'm like, "You know what?" I'm not sure exactly what job I want to do, but I really want to travel for my job. Yeah. I used to say, I want to travel around the world for my job. So whatever my job is, I would love to see the world as I'm doing it. If it took me places, you know, so for a while, when I got out of high school, my mom would be like, you know, do you, do you think you want to get like just a job as a... um a flight attendant, just you know, to make money until you are going through college and stuff. And I would be like, eh, I don't really know if that's the thing, but you know, she was just thinking travel in her mind. Right. But and then I and then I went through a phase where I wanted to do um, nursing school. Because I really had a compassion for people mm-hmm. and I wanted to help them and I wanted to see, you know, them get well. Mm-hmm. And then which now steps into, you know, the the healing ministry that we have and the miracle ministry and then ministry in itself, the compassion for people, the compassion for souls. So here I was in high school having these gifts and desires for something, but I didn't know that they were going to lead me to what God has me now. So I was explaining to Maddie, I was like, there will be things in your life now that you feel is a gift for, and it's going to strengthen you. Don't despise the gift, but it might lead you into a different direction that God has for you. That's so
1: good, and it's all a a discovery and a process. I feel like a lot of times we think we're going to cross this threshold one day that says purpose or destiny, and it's God leading you. Uh, in the process. Ephesians 2.10, and I love this because one year I was praying, and I was like, Lord, it was my birthday, and I said, what is it that you have for me this year? I want to accomplish everything that you have for me in my life. And I read this verse, and uh, of course, Ephesians 2.10 in the ESV, it says this, uh, for we are uh, his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand. And I like this last this last line. It says that we should walk in them. And the Lord spoke to me right there as I was praying. And he said, Joey, just start walking. You know what the purpose is. And we overcomplicate it sometimes. I think we overlook it and say, that can't be my purpose. That's too easy for me because God has gifted you uh, w- to fulfill the purpose. You know, everything that God has put in you right now is because that's what your generation needs from you. Mm-hmm. And so many times we can overlook that and say, that would be too easy, God. You know, I, a lot of times we think, oh, God's going to call to me to do something I don't even like so that I can just suffer for him through my life and that'll be my sacrifice. No, God, the Bible says this, that, that whenever you are serving the Lord, that whenever you you are uh, yielding yourself to him. What does the Bible say? It says that that he will give us the desires of our heart, that he puts those desires in us that we can start walking in them. And a lot of times what will happen is someone will receive a prophetic word or be in a service. And and all of a sudden we're like, okay, I received that word. Now I'm just going to sit and I'm going to wait. And if God wants it to happen, then it's just going to happen in my life. Yeah. Not understanding that it's all about about Ephesians (laughs) 2.10 as starting to walk in the purposes of God. John Maxwell tells an amazing illustration about this. Um, he says it's, it's like you're in your car and you want to go home and, and maybe you're in a mall parking lot and, and you, you have to start, it's dark, you have to turn on the headlights and that light will illuminate a certain distance that you can go until you get to the next point where, where you're going to turn and then it will illuminate a little bit more and you keep driving and the illumination comes as you're in movement. What does the Bible say? The Word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Yeah. So as you start walking out the purposes of God, and we can get into the nitty gritty of what that looks like and the clues that God gives us to our purpose, but He'll illuminate it to right. us. So the important thing is is that you're staying in tune with the
0: Holy Spirit and that you start walking towards that purpose. Right. One thing um, that I wrote down because uh, about your passion that leads into your purpose. Because Ted always says, you know, if God has given you, a, you know, a desire for something like if you're always like I, I'm desiring to see people healed, or you know, a passion for uh, something in this world that God wants you to change, then then that's usually what God's called you in that direction to do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like your passions will always lead. To your purpose. Yeah, it, it's almost like a rope tied around you and it's pulling you to that. So once you figure out what your passion is, you know, if you have a distaste for, uh, you know, I, we all do for sin. But I'm saying like in a certain certain area, like if, if it's, um, uh, I don't know, I, I'm thinking like such and such a broad scale. But if you're like, maybe, yeah, maybe for, you've had for to sickness, deal with sickness and disease your whole life, and, you, and, and you're just like focused on that, well, then God's called you, you know, get the topical studies of healing and get that faith to lay hands on the sick and see God use you for that direction. You know, there's times where my husband will call out people, and I'm sure you have too, and you you said, you know, you're going to have women uh, be led to you that have suicidal thoughts and they're cutting themselves or, you know, not even just women, anybody, and then you're geared to speak to them. You're geared to speak life to them, and your purpose is to give them the gift of faith that they don't have to struggle, they don't have to feel ashamed, that God loves them, them. And so you have to find out the passion that drives you. It's like a driving force mm-hmm. to get you to be in, in your lane. You know, there's so many things that people want to support. You know, there's so many charities and so many, uh, you know, groups out there. And I always tell Ted, I'm like, I, at first I would be like, you know, I'm, I'm not drawn to this one particular, you know, charity or something. It's not that they're doing anything bad. It's not that God's hand isn't on them. And he's like, but that's not your passion. Mm. It doesn't mean that you don't support it. And it doesn't mean that you're not believing God to change in that area, but it's just something that's not your passion. And that's what people do. They get stuck with, well, I'm just going to get my hand in every little thing, and you don't have a passion for it, then you get off course if you're not being led by your passion. That's right. And, you know, God's not
1: trying to hide our purpose from us. No. Sometimes we think he's, like, dangling a carrot and saying, you know, you know I'm going to hide it. And, and no, he wants us to discover it. And there's clues all around us to our purpose. And one of them is the passion that we have. What what makes you so excited to wake up in the morning, yeah. to jump out of bed, and to get you. started? What is that thing that you're thinking Thinking about at night, what is the thing that breaks your heart? Like Carolyn said, what is that thing that really that injustice uh, that really bothers you? What is it that frustrates you? Uh, there's there's certain giants that that you are anointed to take out because it's a source of frustration. Maybe it's something before you were saved that you had to come up against time and time and time again, and you have learned through Jesus Christ to overcome that area. Well, now you're anointed for that thing to take out that giant. Uh, in other people's lives. And so really understanding that, that those are clues to your purpose. What do people naturally ask you for? You know, people don't actually come up to me and say, hey, Pastor Joey, can you sing at offering time? Like, that's not something that they're begging from me. So I can kind of deduce that that's not my gift. So, um, Or maybe they just haven't discovered it
0: yet. I would maybe like that give gift. Give me a
1: chance. I know. I would,
0: I would love a singing gift. But, I always tell Tiffany, I'm always like, a song will come on. I'm like, if I could sing one you song. You could just sing. If that I could would sing one but what
1: do people naturally, because here's the thing, we're so good at overlooking the things that come easy to us because they come easy to us. Um, I, could, I could think, what do you mean? Like, doesn't everybody understand that truth from the word of God or doesn't everybody know how to do that? No. Everybody doesn't know how to do it. Just because it's easy for you, doesn't mean it's easy for everybody else. And so, you know, get around people who you trust and say, "Hey, what is it like that you see on my life?" I, we do that. I do that with my staff. I do that with the ladies that are close. I say, "This is. Let me speak to you. This is what I see on you." And it's a confirmation to them. And let me just stop there, because when you're in a service and you receive a prophetic word, or when someone speaks something to you, it's going to be confirmation yes to you it's not going to be out of left field like if i was in a service tonight an evangelist ted said joey you need to go uh sell everything and move to the mission field in in, in tanzania like i would pray through it but like that would be a surprise to me you know the holy spirit speaks right. to us so when a man of god or somebody else a pastor speaks something in your life it should be a confirmation of what god is already speaking to you I, I love
0: that she just said this cuz I experienced this in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Because it's true. You would have that confirmation. It would leap up and be like, "Yep, that's the direction." I might not have all the the puzzle pieces. I might not know, but it confirms within your spirit. Right. It's not like some left field type thing which right. someone just did to me in Texas. They um you know, they came to me Always the wrong timing, like in the middle of service, Ted's not done yet, and I get a tap on my shoulder, and she's like, "I have a word for you if you'll receive it and I'm like, Oh, these are fun, so I wanted to continue with it and then <laughs> and then she proceeded to give me a word that was so out of it was just it was so wrong, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and it was just like you know and you're and you're so worried about this, and I, I popped my head up, and I was like. <laughs> time out I did I said I think you need to go back and pray about this because there's there's nothing for me to pray about to find out if this is right this is actually dead wrong and she was like I don't think anyone ever told her I wasn't mean I did it with a smile a gentle voice but she was like what? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, this, this is a new, you know, and she did it to Jenna too. So it was kind of one of those ones that was like, I'm just going to go around and and give words, which I'm always like, I don't ever want to give a word unless the Lord told me. I don't ever, it's very dangerous. But that's it. But see, this is where you have to be rooted and grounded in in knowing and figuring out what God wants you to do. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in the Word. Because somebody could come up to you like that, and then it completely throws you off, right? It, It will completely throw you off the path. That's why you have to get that confirmation, get that Word inside of you. So when another word comes to you for confirmation. It immediately connects and it charges you to go forth in your purpose. That's so good. And, you know, don't be
1: frustrated. I know a lot of times in my life I could feel what God was wanting to do, but the timing was off. It was a different season. Yeah. And let me speak into this for a second. Because I would be at home with my kids and I would feel the purpose of God in me. You know, you're going to perceive it. Ask the Lord. You don't need to wait for a word from somebody. You don't need to wait from a pastor uh, to validate it. I mean, to to speak it. He'll he'll validate it. He'll confirm it. But but what I'm saying is this. You know, Jeremiah, in in Jeremiah 1, uh, the Lord's speaking to Jeremiah, and he says, Jeremiah, what do you see? And and he tells him. He said, "You were correct." And and the Lord wants us to to lean into Him and and to see and dream with Him of what the Creator has created us for, and then to celebrate it and and accept that as good and perfect. And but but sometimes the season is off. So I remember knowing what I was called to do, but the season was wrong. And I felt like a racehorse behind a gate. Like, I'd sit in revival meetings like this, and I'd be like, Lord. And it was such a sense of frustration that if I let it, it could have taken me out of of the expression, listen to this, the expression of my purpose within that season because you will always have a purpose. It it might just be expressed differently in the season that you're in. When I was home with my kids, God was doing a work in me in that season that a lot of the the material that I've produced as of recent, Bible studies, things like that, have come out of that season of my life. And so really yielding to that and saying, God, what does that look like? I've shared this time and time again, feeling called to full-time ministry with women. And, and not like right now I could see in my mind's eye what I'm doing currently with Chick Church. But you know what I was doing? I was in my family room going door to door in my neighborhood, inviting these women to come to a Bible study in my house. And that was the expression of what I saw in my spirit for one day being expressed in that current season. I was being faithful with what God gave me in that season of my life to say, God, I know what it looks like. I can feel the, the passion, I can feel the purpose, but this is what I have in my hand right now, so I'm going to do it with all of my heart. And I saw so many of those women saved. I actually just got a phone call from a lady from that season that wants to meet up for coffee. She's like, yeah, I, I, and I know what's going to happen. It's basically, she, it's an invitation for me to invite her to be saved, basically. I know she's just right there to get saved. And awesome. And just the fruit of that, that whenever I left that season, I knew that I had stewarded that season for the kingdom and the glory of God, and it might not have looked like a 200 women sitting in a sanctuary like Chick Church looks like now, but, but it was an expression of that purpose during that
0: season. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Actually, when you're talking about seasons, uh, Psalm 1 leapt up in my mind because uh, it's one of my favorite chapters. Um, but a question was asked on Instagram the other day by my cousin, and he said, "What? when is it that... Um, your waiting season, you know, doesn't become like a wasted time. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, God's dream, his desire, his purpose, his plan was inside of you. And you felt like that racehorse going out, but you still took action within that season. Like you think about if you put out the stuff that you've put out now recently with your book and your devotional and, and all the new stuff that's even coming out that you're birthing, you know, it would not have been as effective or doing what it is now back then. That's right. And it's hard for us to accept that because we think we know better than God.
1: We yeah. think we're ready. We're ready. And I look back and I'm like, oh,
0: thank the Lord. Like I was not ready. You know? Yeah. And that that's how that's how I feel. There's always times where i felt like I was ready. And then I look back and I'm like, holy cow. And there's things that I said yes to that didn't necessarily always um, pan out. But I don't look at it as like, oh, well, you know, this is the one thing I made sure I looked at. I wasn't looking at it like, oh, well, I guess this isn't what God's called me to do. I flipped it and I looked at it as, you know what, God was looking for me to say yes. Mm. So he sees that I was willing to do it, even when I was feeling nervous about it, even when I felt uncomfortable, even when I felt like unworthy, or even when I felt like I wasn't ready. I still said yes by faith. And I, and I may not have had to do it. There were some things when I first started out with, like, even speaking stuff that would have just completely, like, thrown me into a tizzy. But I said, okay, Lord, I know you're calling me into the season. I'll say yes. But then something would happen, and I, I didn't end up doing it. Mm-hmm. So instead of looking at it like, well, I guess I'm not called, you know, to speak to women or, or anyone. or guess I shouldn't start this ministry. guess I shouldn't do this podcast. I looked at it as, you know what? I'm going to keep saying yes. I'm going to keep saying yes. I'm going to keep moving forward. And as I keep saying yes, then the right doors will open. That's right. Then the right... like the God-given ideas will flow into me, and then they'll come out. And they'll come out in the right season, like Pastor Joey's saying. And so in Psalm 1, I love this chapter because I think people get tripped up all the time with seasons. They feel like a season that's not as active as the last season or a season that's not as active in the past is like they're stepping backwards. But this goes to show you that even if it's a season that seems quieter than others, it's still a season of productivity. Mm. You still can be productive. You still can activate the purpose and plan that God has for you, even if you're not, you know, at your height in that moment. It says, but they, you guys, children of God, delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. It said when I read, um, you know, at the beginning in Psalm 57, it said when I cry out to the Lord, he has a purpose for me. I need to ask him. I need to uh, go after and find out what he has for me. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. Get into the word of God. Get into what he has for you so you're filled up. So when he is, that purpose is activated, you got something that's going to come out of you you've got something to say. That's right. And so it says, they are like trees planted along the riverbank. So you're going to have a strong foundation. What you are connected to, you're going to have a strong foundation. Bearing fruit each season. That fruit is manifestation in your life. You're going to bear fruit in each season. Moms, don't feel bad that right now all you're doing is changing dirty diapers, cleaning up spilled milk that you have such a great purpose on your life right now. Don't look at it in this season of like I'm I, I'm not good at anything or I don't have anything to offer. You do, you're, you're raising you're <laughs> your children. It's alive. the most important yes. thing ever. And you're raising them in
1: the anointing of God. And there's a grace of God upon you, mom, and yeah. those babies right now. Those were some of the clearest moments that the Lord spoke to me was in that season. There's a Psalm. It says the Lord, le-, I think it's in Psalm or Isaiah, the Lord leads gently those with young. That there is a special grace is you are up all night with those babies that maybe you don't have an hour to get into the Word and pray. There's a special grace upon you that I remember being in those seasons so tired and putting on my mascara or folding laundry and hearing sure. so clearer from the Lord than I do now uh, just because of that grace. So lean into that.
0: Yeah, and I lo- like you said, I look back too and I'm like, man, I, I would... Travel, you know, Maddie was two weeks old when I hit the road, and I would look back and be like, you know, I could have just stayed home. It was easier to stay home because I really wasn't in the services. I was more in the nursing room than, than anything, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then I could have caught up with the ministry. But it, where we are today, how we are today would never be if I didn't That's stay good. in that season and, and, and tough it out, really. That's right. And realize, um, and it says, and their leaves never wither. And they prosper in all they do. So if you have to write that down, what I said, um, Lowenda actually wrote it down on Facebook. But for you guys on YouTube that didn't see it, don't let your waiting season be a wasted season. You have production in every season. Whether you feel like it's a quieter one or not, the purpose still resides in you. And don't let it be wasted. There's production in every season that you have in your life. And don't wait to start uh,
1: whatever God has called you to do. Oh my uh, gosh! No,
0: Please, I speak mean, on that. I, That's I, another one that I'm always like raving, and raving it, to tiffany in the car you about. You being <laughs> willing
1: to be like humble. Like in your, in your mind, you might think like you were like the next Joyce Meyer, and, and 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 you know, and and then starting is a whole different thing. I go back. I mean, not that I've arrived by any stretch of the imagination, but I go back. And and think, oh my gosh, I would be embarrassed to listen to my first podcast or whatever. But the Lord delights in it. <laughs> I feel it. you on like, that he one. He <laughs> rejoices when the work begins. It says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. The Lord rejoices when you have stepped out in faith and started doing it, Ephesians 2.10 said, and walking in your pur- a purpose and completing the assignment that he gave you. And sometimes that means, you know, being willing to say, God, I'm, I'm not the best right now, but I'm getting better through you, you're going to teach me how to prosper in everything that I do. And so not waiting for that moment. And I was just reading this morning, um, uh, in, in the Bible, I was thinking about the scripture in First Samuel 17, of course, when David went on the field and he faced the giant. He defeated Goliath, which was something he was passionate about, right? And, and his purpose manifested because of that passion that he had for God and his hatred towards uh, the enemies of God. And the Bible says that he defeated Goliath. And, and But the thing is, Goliath's sword didn't kill Goliath. Uh, The the pebble, the stone did. And and David took the sword and he prophesied and he cut off the giant's head. And then we we fast forward to 1 Samuel 21. I hope this comes out as I was praying it forth (laughs) this morning. 1 Samuel 21 now, we're fast forward. David's actually running for his life from King Saul. And he goes to a desolate town and he asks the priest uh, for something to eat. And he asked him for some bread. And then he said, and by the way, do you have a weapon here that I could use? Because there was no swords to be found. And the priest said, actually, I have one sword that you might be interested in. (laughs) And it was Goliath's sword. Goliath's sword was now the greatest sword that David had now to come against the enemies that were coming against him. And I thought about that in context of the different seasons of our lives, that when you steward everything for God, Everything will come back to serve the purpose of God in your life in the right time that you need it. It becomes like arsenal to you. So when you go through these seasons, just like Alex, your nephew, talking about, you know, how does it not become a wasted season? It becomes not a wasted season by stewarding everything in your life for the kingdom, so that one day when you need that thing, you can go and grab it, and you have it to fight the enemy with again. Because you could say, you know what? I, I remember this demon. I remember this giant that came against me in my past, and I defeated him years ago. And, and I'm going to pull that arsenal now because I stewarded that season, and I'm going to have something to fight with. So it becomes like our. T- to, to us. It's not wasted. We, you know, we're sowing seeds. We're putting things
0: in the ground during those seasons that we will reap a harvest from. Absolutely. And, you know, mentioning Alex, you know, when you do, like uh, Pastor Joey said at the beginning, we know the verse, especially from, uh, you know, children's church. He is, you know, the light into my path, a lamp into yeah. my feet. But that's like my nephew, Alex, you know, he's, he's 17 years old, holding his first three, not even one, a three-day revival service in Virginia Beach that got, you know, he, he went to Uproar, I think it's been six years ago when he first went. He actually went before he was of age because, you know, he came to see Uncle Ted. Yeah. And so, you know, and from that moment, he was called into the ministry at a young age. I mean, he's only 17 now, filled with the Holy Ghost and knew what God called him to do was to preach. He feels to be an evangelist. And so by the time he got to 17, God put a burning desire in his heart to do a summer outreach where there was services at night and soul winning during the day, gathering, you know, the younger generation and, you know, being like, listen, like a charge, like we've got work to do, guys. And, you know, at 17 years old, because I I, I always laugh, you know, I actually was talking to Tiffany on the way over here. I was like, you know, there's, there's people who have a desire to step out and do stuff, and they don't even know how to go live from their laptop. Mm. It's like they, they want to speak to the nations, and they want a title, and they want this and that, but there's no like, action steps to get there. Yep. And we might not always have the clear step, but each step of faith that you take going into your purpose, I look at it as the, the path being lit. Like, each yes. stone, then there's a new light to go to the next, the next direction, stone. and then a new light to go to the next and direction. A, and a- Fresh strength to obtain it. Absolutely. You think about the
1: people of God, they didn't go directly into the promised land because they didn't have the faith, they didn't have the strength to hold on to it. God had to take them through so that they learned who He was and, and how to fight some battles to get to the place that they could obtain and hold on to the promise that God had for them. And, you know, there's no one night wonders or, you know, minute miracle things in our lives. It's, it's every day walking out the life of faith. It's believing God for $20 to the point that you can believe Him for $20,000. That when you release your faith, it's like exercising your muscles and you become stronger and stronger. Because why would God take you to a place that you're not ready for, that would only destroy you and not bring him glory, but actually say, what kind of God do they serve? So
0: not... Despising the process is so important. Right, and, and where he calls you, he's going to equip you. Mm-hmm. And you stay in that joy because we know the, the, the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And that's what gets you going into the next step. You know, at 17 years old, he's over there having, I think there was at least eight people I saw at the altar last night giving their hearts to the Lord. Wow! And and then he called um, up to pray for uh, like freedom and healing, and literally I, I put it on instagram i didn 't even count from from the corner to the corner of the altar were were young people and, and some adults wow. up there receiving freedom from sickness, disease, from an invisible prison in their mind, stuff they can't get free from, stuff that they're believing God for. There's a hungry generation out there. There's a hungry people all around the world. I mean, hungry enough where they're hanging onto airplanes and falling from the sky to feel freedom. Just, freedom is the driving force. That's right. Freedom is, is literally people would die for freedom. That's right, yeah. And you know, just addressing the
1: misconception that you have to be in full-time ministry to have a legitimate purpose or to do what, like Alex I is doing. always say this. You know, one of the huge mistakes that I see, like an amazing couple in church, like they'll get on fire for God and all of a sudden, you know, they want to quit their jobs and go into full-time ministry and sometimes that is the call. Other times it's they're just on zealous for God and understanding, well, your purpose and your gifting might be in business, but you can definitely use it for the kingdom of God. You can yep. fund it, you can preach the gospel in your yep. business. You can. So, so having an understanding that just because you're not in the five-fold ministry doesn't mean you're insignificant or your purpose isn't good enough or you can't use it for the kingdom. that it can be expressed in different ways. Whether you have a bakery, a daycare, whatever that looks like, some of the most powerful evangelists are the ones that are reaching people through the gifting in the businesses that God has called absolutely, them to. I
0: always say that you know to my children because I'm not going to be that parent that forces them to be in the fivefold ministry. Yeah. I always say that because you know Madeline will come to me with ideas and dreams even at 11 years old, and I will always say, you know what, Maddie, you know if 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 God calls you into the. Uh, fivefold ministry. You know, I'm going to be there to support you and help you in any way. If God calls you into a job where you're making multi millions of dollars and you're funding the kingdom, yeah. I'm going to support you all the way. That's right. Because everybody has a purpose to 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 enlarge the kingdom of God, whether it be someone that sits up here. Mm-hmm. You know, and I never saw myself doing that, and, and then here I am. So you never know what God has you doing then and now and plus what he wants to entrust in you and see are they willing to do it that's are right. they willing to be obedient are they like i said willing to say yes and then if it doesn't go through do they still feel like well that's my purpose mm-hmm. i'm still going to move forward in that direction or will they get discouraged will they talk about about you know the word of god will they lose their faith you know all this stuff is is a test to get you into where God's leading you. It's so good. I remember reading a book. I think it was Catherine
1: Coleman, and I remember uh, she in the, in the book. I think it was Giants of the Faith. But she had talked about going back and forth with our calling and our purpose, and and how you know there has to be a moment that that becomes just as much as a conviction to you as, you know, your salvation or the Holy Spirit, because you become, like Jane says, a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Think about it, a double-minded man, he can't walk forward in anything, because he's unstable, and there was, that spoke to me so much, because there was a time in my life that I would go back and forth, and back and forth, and, and am I good enough? I wasn't raised in the church. Am I smart enough? I feel like I don't have enough time in the scriptures. I don't, you know, I don't know what my purpose is. Is it this? Maybe I should maybe I should go back and go to college, and, and, and and the Lord spoke to me through her, and and it, sometimes it just has to be a done deal. Stop going back and forth about yeah. your purpose. Stop saying, "Am I? Am I not?" No. In the, in the depths of who you are, you know what you're called to do. So don't let yourself talk yourself out of it. Don't let yourself uh, talk down to that purpose. Or but but there has to be a moment where you say, "Nope, this is it." Because it's not always easy. It's not always like I mean, it's always. You can do it in the grace of God, but it's not always like, hey, everything's just manifesting all around me. Like I thought it would always, there's some plowing Like you're on a sometimes. high all the time. <laughs> yes, that you have to do. You have to plow. And in those moments, you have to go back to, that conviction of, you know what, nope, if God said it, it's going to come to pass in my life. Yeah,
0: you know, Britt, who who comes here to your church, said, who would have ever thought cake pops could lead to conversions? And, you know, and Ted had called her out the other day and said, like, this is going to be an open door to win the lost. And people would be like, oh, that's so silly, you know. (laughs) But it reminded me of a story of a pastor that told us in a church in Chicago. And there was a lady there who, you know, specialized, or she was good at making. She didn't make them for a bakery or anything. She was just a good made homemade chocolate cake. And um, the pastor was telling us that, you know, she was home one day and the the Lord told her to make a chocolate cake for her neighbor. And she was like, like random, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just home, okay, I'll make a chocolate cake, bring it over to the neighbor. And so, you know, she did that one afternoon, walked over to the house, did that? And the neighbor was so surprised, and she was like, "I was just talking about how you know I wanted something like this." And mm-hmm. opened the door, and became friends, and led her to Christ. Wow. And then later, within that year, she had done that in her surrounding neighborhood into people where God led her. Wow. The Lord spoke to her. She didn't have a title. She didn't have a bakery online. She wasn't on some kind of you know document documentary show or anything like that. It was just the Lord speaking to her to do this, that I believe the pastor told us it was two or three rows that she had filled in the church wow. of people that she had baked Jesus this God. chocolate cake for and opened a door to a friendship. Like you said, you know, your are meeting coffee, opened a door to people who then it led them to Christ. Right. And then now they're involved in church and that, and that's what it's all about enhancing the kingdom bringing people into the kingdom and souls and then you're building the church so you do have a major work there. Yeah. You know, you're thinking, well, I'm not in the five-fold ministry, but the lady just brought three rows <laughs> into a church. So you're you're literally helping build the kingdom of God. Yes, and so don't get so caught up on the thing the as, as what you're mm-hmm. doing,
1: as who you're becoming in Christ. You know, stop spending all of your prayer time praying about your purpose. What is my purpose? And start saying, God, who do you want me to minister mm-hmm. to today? Who do you want me to reach with the gospel today? And when I feel like when you switch that mentality,
0: your purpose becomes clear, and you do start walking in it. Yep, it says in Proverbs 19:21, which I'll kind of end here, and then I'm going to ask um, Pastor Joey to pray for each and every one of you because I know this is a, a burning topic within her. She she preaches it, she teaches it so well. I've I've ex- been able and honored to know her. Oh, has it been eight years, maybe? Because Brooklyn's almost eight. Probably before that, before Brooklyn, I'm going to say, you know, at least nine. And I've had the privilege. And she's encouraged me. I haven't, like, I don't tell her that all the time, but to watch her step into her purpose and know what God's called her to do. She's helped me, I'm telling you now, stay in my lane. She's helped me to realize, you know, like you said, who wants another podcast? Who wants this? But then it's like, who are you called to? And I realized what she said at the beginning. You know, I envisioned it when she talked about you know uh, Billy Graham and this and that. But it's you know what? It's really like passing on the baton. Yeah. Just because he's passed away doesn't mean now millions of other people can't hear about the Lord right. receive miracles you know we passing on the baton to what's God's purpose in our life and it says in Proverbs 19:21 you can make plans but the Lord's purpose will prevail so don't be so caught up in your own plans this is what it feels good this is what i see Everything we do and to figure out how to discover your purpose is going to the Word of God and asking Him and staying in prayer and seeing what God has over your life. Amen. So good. Would you pray
1: for everyone yeah, let's today? let's pray today. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for every person who's watching or re-watching this broadcast today. I pray that they would encounter you this morning, that the things that have been said, Father, would just be like an awakening, a quickening in them, that they would say, wait a second, I know what my purpose is, and and that you would uh, lead them and guide them into your perfect plan for their life, Father. Even as Jeremiah says, the plans that you have for each one of us are good, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us a hope and a future. And I pray that everyone that's watching here today would embrace that good plan, that they would start to walk forward in that plan. Any distractions, any discouragement, any giants that would want to come and keep them from their promised land, we we call gone now in Jesus' name. I pray that we would have fresh courage, fresh boldness to accomplish everything that you've called them to in these last days. I pray that there would be a holy conviction that would overtake them, that they are significant, that the time is short and there's something inside of them from God that they are called to in this generation. Father, I pray that their gifts would start to come forward. I pray that you would surround them with people that would speak encouragement to their lives, Lord. And we thank you for every purpose of God yes. that will prevail over each one today in Jesus. name. Any name amen. amen
0: receive that receive this teaching receive that prayer amen. because you know it, there's strength in numbers there's strength in unity and so we're for you we're encouraging okay. you to step out and do what God has called you to do there's no time to waste there's no years to figure it out to figure out the plan where you have to live where you have to go to school what job you have to take he's ready able, willing to tell you today. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now I'm going to give you an opportunity to sow into Miracle Word Ministries. So much has been going on. Um, We have hardly been on the road. I think Zach asked us. We were out to dinner a couple weeks ago, and he's like, how long have you actually been on the road this year so far? And I think it was close to 28 weeks. And it's only August. And so (laughs) we're not done with the year yet, but we love it. You know, being in the services this week, I don't ever just come to a service and say, well, this is our service. That's my husband preaching. And I'm going to sit on the front row because this, it is what it is. No, I come like everybody else. I'm so hungry. Being in the anointing, receiving, you know, being in the anointing, uh, lifts any, any weightiness, you know, we all have to lift things off of us. The, the world comes at you, your flesh tries to take over, tiredness, mm-hmm. you know, it all goes away when you're in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, doing this is not a job for me. Mm-hmm. It, it's my passion. Yeah. It's my purpose. And I love it. And so thank you, Victory Tribe, for standing with us. Thank you for sowing into Miracle Word Ministries. You know, my husband just got a call yesterday. We're getting ready to go on <laughs> several million more homes um, all throughout the... I think it was India, more places in South Africa, more places in the Caribbean Ocean. And so thank you so much for standing with us. Thank you for giving. Thank you for praying. Thank you for believing in us and being part of the Victory Tribe. We love you so much, and we appreciate you. Um, tonight, we end um, here at Champion Christian. And we want you to be a part of it. You know, I got a. I, as I was driving here, I got a text from a family in Detroit, another family wow. in Detroit, um, a husband and wife, and they have two wonderful children. And she said, "I've been watching all week, and we just couldn't stay away. Wow. We got in the car this morning, and we're driving down right. now that to is the so services. Awesome. That is so awesome. we've had people tell us that they're coming in from State College, that's three yes. hours away. More people from Detroit, that's five hours, and in one day, just one way that they're coming in." Because Because God is moving. And the thing is, the nice part is, God's always moving at this church. Just because it ends tonight doesn't end here it's in us there's a fire set in us to take it out into the world so make sure you join us at 7 and be a part of what god is doing get here early cuz there's not going to be, be any room. house i know it. it it's been packed every night and so make sure you get here thank you for being with us we love you thank you for coming thanks for Enjoying having me it's this always morning. such a blast appreciate it you know i finally get to have you on something of ours <laughs> if i had a church i'd have you come speak oh, so no it's good we always <laughs> love you. I yeah i love Love you guys. Thank you for watching and we'll see you tonight at seven.